Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Season 2 of Diversity in Fellowship. We are kicking off our first episode today. Season 2, we are going to try to do things a little bit differently. We're going to do a lot of talking amongst ourselves like we always do. That's not different. There's There's no difference in that. I just want to let everybody know, right? We're going to keep, we're going to keep, you know, talking amongst ourselves, but we hope to have a lot more interviews. That's right. Last season, the interviews were great. That's right. And so we are going to be reaching out to people to hopefully get their ideas on some diversity issues. Mm. And so you all can be blessed by them yes. um, this year. Also, we want to interact more with our listeners. Yeah. So we really would like you all to send us questions. Yeah. Diversity in fellowship at gmail.com. It will be at the end of every episode as well. So mm-hmm. you could just send us questions. And we will be happy to answer those questions for you. And also, you can contact us. I mean, if you know us personally, like shoot us a text would be fine. But or uh, our Facebook page. um, Yes. I'm pretty sure if you search diversity and fellowship, you know, you can find us there on Facebook. Uh, and then we also have a Twitter. We have we, a Twitter account. We have a Twitter account. I think we have like seven seven people following us. <laughs> right. Maybe. I don't even know if we have that many. But anyway, follow us on there. Shoot yes. out a tweet. You know, contact us through there. Private messages through that. Uh, any of those ways. We we do. We would love to hear some questions. Maybe have um, a question episode where yes. we've got two or three questions. Uh, I I even have. I think it'd be cool, fun. If you like, sent us a, some some audio of you asking the question or whatever, and we can we could include that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, but that could be uh, let's be do some that. fun thing. So we want to uh, we want to try to get get our listeners involved, and so that's kind of the idea behind that. Yeah, sounds good. But so, what about today, brother? So what are we gonna do today? Season one, season we're two. We're going to kick it one. off with a bang. Yes, and deal with a controversial issue that has uh, come back up Mm. in a lot of discussions so the question today is brother is slavery a sin Mm. is slavery a sin so brother can you tell us what does the bible say about slavery that's where we want to go right we want to go to what the word of god says if we're going to ask whether or not it's a sin yeah and I, i think probably for most of us we would say well Yes, right. End of yes. episode. Right? And, you know, we just kind of end it there. Um, but and and although we don't necessarily completely disagree with that, we I, it is right to look at um, you know some of these passages in Scripture, which are, I mean, I think I, if I'm honest, as a pastor, have been some of the more difficult ones for me to preach in the yes. past, right? Um, so you you've got Ephesians six uh, five to nine. Um, where Paul gives instructions for kind of the servants and then gives instructions for the masters, right? Yes. Uh, you have the same kind of thing in uh, Colossians 3, uh, 22 through 4.1. It's kind of an odd place where they <laughs> broke the chapter there. But um, in both of those, those are kind of what, what's called household codes, um, 
passages where he's kind of given instructions for you know dads and given instructions for husbands and um, or you know uh, fathers and mothers, husbands and um, wives. But then he but then they include in this kind of this servants, bond servants, and then masters, right? And so. Uh, you know, those are those are difficult passages, right? I mean, those are passages right. which seem to assume that slavery is at least allowable. Yes. Um, there there aren't any commands in those in those passages that says to the to the slave owners, right, or to the to the masters, you must set your slaves free. That, that, that. those are not there, right? And so that, um. So yeah, that's there, right? You got you got those passages, uh, but what else? What what other kind of what other th- uh, things do we see biblically? Yeah, you see that that relationship in those household codes of masters and slave clearly laid out. Sometimes mm-hmm. the word bond servant is used, mm-hmm. servant. Some, but mm-hmm. the idea is there's some sort of master slave relationship in those mm-hmm. codes. But there's also a passage in the New Testament, First uh, Timothy chapter one verse ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul is listing out a a group of sins. Yep. Um, let me just read it real quick. Yeah, uh, he he's talking about um, sexual immorality, men who practice homosexuality, mm-hmm. enslavers, liars, perjurers, or whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. Right. And so in that list, he says enslavers, and, and when it comes to enslavers, he's talking about people who kidnap and mm-hmm. then put kidnap individuals and put them into servitude. Right. The ESV actually footnotes right. that explanation for that word. Yes. Yeah. It's actually involving kidnapping. Right. Or what we would call man-stealing. Man-stealing, right. right. So you, you have the these clear household codes in, in Ephesians and Colossians. But you also say Paul saying that kidnapping, right? Kidnapping mm-hmm. people and putting them into slavery is a clear violation uh, of of God's law, right? It's right. clearly against God's design. Mm-hmm. And so this is where people would come in and say, "Yeah, well, slavery is a sin." Right. But the same person who wrote the household codes yep. is the same one who wrote. First Timothy one ten. So right. Uh, we also have to think about the nature of slavery in the Old Testament and the New Testament, in mm-hmm. the in the versus the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, you have God actually making laws, giving Moses laws in regards to to slaves, and mm-hmm. and generally in the Old Testament, it was someone who was destitute selling themselves into slavery right and so they would sell themselves into slavery that was what what was called a year jubilee after a certain amount of years Mm -hmm. this person would be set free right um or they could be redeemed by a family member somebody could come and and pay off their debt so to Mm -hmm. speak and and set that person free from slavery um there was also in the old testament in occasions if you were defeated in war you became slaves right. to whatever army yeah, defeated con- you, the right? conquering army, the yeah. conquering army. So mm-hmm. you you had the option of we we get totally wiped out, mm-hmm. right? This is war, right? Mm-hmm. You you get totally wiped out, or you become a slave over the the conquering ar- army. Mm-hmm. And so in the New Testament, you see that dynamics shift to where the the master 
and the slave are both being given instructions on how to relate to one another, mm-hmm. not as necessarily just master and slave, but as brothers in Christ, right? right? So it was no longer just this, this master-slave relationship. It was right. you all are, are brothers in Christ, and you need to treat each other as such. Right. And so the, the dynamic shifts quite a bit when it comes mm. to, to the New Testament, you still have this idea of master and slave, but you have the, the element of being one in Christ now. Right. And so that relationship changes. What else would you say, brother? Well, I think, it, you know, and I think in that, it, I mean, one of, the, you know, one of the difficulties or one of the hardships, I think, is understanding. Very few of us would be comfortable with the idea of ownership of, a, yes. of another person, right? And so... That seems to be somewhat of a shift. I mean, at least somewhat of the relationship. Even, even, even in the Old Testament, though. I mean, there was this kind of, even if you wanted to call it ownership, it wasn't like indefinite, right? The year of jubilee. There was, you know, a way to purchase a person could could buy that could redeem. So it wasn't this like I own you for the rest of your life, no matter what you do, you're mine type of relationship, yeah. right? Uh, and that obviously seems to be clear as well in the New Testament, um, whereas the, the master's actually given instructions for how you're supposed to care for. You know, this is not a, hey, you can do whatever you want to with this person type type situation, right? Obviously, there have been cultures who were, that was in fact the relationship between slaves and, and their masters. But that doesn't seem to be what um, Paul is addressing in the household cults. Yes. You think that's right? I mean... Th- it's hard. I mean, it, there is some there is some difficulty there as far as understanding, you know, exactly what the, all those relationships were. But again, I think it it bears repeating that there isn't there isn't a command to to set free all your slaves, or there isn't a command. You know, Paul doesn't say, you know, all you know. Here's here's my command to masters: no longer own slaves. Right. That's not that's not really the command. You know, and so that that does create. Um, I, I think it creates. Uh, you know, it's important for us to try to lean into that and say, okay, what does Paul mean? How does that work? What are the, you know, what are those, um, what are the implications of that? I mean, those, those types of things. And so, um, so I I think, I think those are, those are just important issues for us to think through when we're trying to understand what does the Bible say about slavery? Right. Would you add anything else, brother? Um, you know, that, I think that's a good synopsis of what the Bible mm-hmm. says in regards to to slavery. I would also add in in First Corinthians seven, you know, Paul he's he's talking in the context about marriage, but yes. he goes into mm-hmm. saying about stay in the position that you are in yeah. when you come to Christ, mm-hmm. and he says if you were a slave, stay a slave. But he asks the caveat if you are able to gain your freedom take advantage of that opportunity, right? So right? there was at least right. some kind of an opportunity there within that, yeah. Yeah, so okay. it wasn't, it didn't seem to be in either the, the Old Testament or the New Testament that people were slaves um, for their entire lives. Right, permanently, Unless they made mm. the choice to be or, right. or couldn't be redeemed in some way, sh- in, in some way shape, or form. So right. uh, that's, that would be the only thing else I would add. So going into there, there's a group of people who would say that slavery is not a sin. Right. Right. They would say that slavery 
is not a sin. So why do people say that slavery is not a sin? Well, I mean, again, if we're leading with grace, I mean, we would hope we would say that they're they're trying to wrestle with these texts. Yes, I mean, they're trying to say, okay, what does Paul mean? What what you know? Why is Paul saying this? You know, what what is happening here? What is this relationship? What are these you know, um, this language that's there? These these household codes, all, all of that. They're you know they're trying to 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 wrestle with that. I mean, that's that's kind of the the positive you know lead with grace. That's what they're trying to do, but they're. There are some there are some negative sides to that too, right? So I mean, what right. would be what would be something that is maybe a negative a more negative way to try to de- to um, defend the slavery? Yeah, one thing that I see a lot of is Christians who are trying to hold up this pristine image of America. Mm. So they're yeah. going to say Amer- uh, slavery is not a sin because they want. America to to look a certain way. They want America yeah. to look good and that's an ugly part of American history. Right. Or um being more, you know, geographical, we want to defend the South in the Civil War. Right. You know, we want to say that the South wasn't necessarily wrong mm-hmm. in the Civil War. And right. so we would say that the Civil War was the the war of northern aggression. Ah, right. The South yeah. hadn't done anything wrong. Uh, the right. North just want to come and start some stuff. So, right. so they come and, and start a war. Hmm. And so they were. The South wasn't necessarily wrong in over owning slavery. And so this is kind of a a nationalistic view of America to where we're gonna um, almost idolize America and, right. and not deal with the ugly history of slavery. So we're we're gonna say slavery is not a sin. So that we can continue to uphold America as this um, nation that has done no wrong. Right. Yeah. 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 What else would you say, brother? Well, I mean, I want to add to that one, and it goes along with that one a little bit at least, is kind of this attempt to defend certain individuals who were slave owners. Yeah. So there were certain pastors, theologians who lived uh, during the time of um, slavery in America who owned slaves. You know, uh, Edwards is kind of one of the classic examples. Right. Um, there were other, you know, Puritans, other others who, you know, owned slaves. And so it's like, I really want to defend Edwards, right? I don't want to lose Edwards. And so I'm going to uh, I'm going to try to figure out a way to say that what Edwards was doing was okay, you know. Yeah. Um, or, or even if you don't, I mean, there are other ways to look at it, but there is kind of this way of I don't know how to get around it. Like I can't deny that he actually owned slaves. That's clear. And so I'm just going to try to say, well, he was a really good master, or he was, you know, and kind of defend it in, um, in in that kind of way. And so I think I think we continue to see that as well. Yeah, people also, they kind of go to the idea, well, you know, everybody was owning slaves, yeah, so right. how can he mm-hmm. know, you know... Right. He, it was a cultural... Yeah, it was a blind spot, right? Yes, the blind cultural spot. blind spot. You know? Yes. Well, not underscoring the fact that there were Christians who were abolitionists. Who, yeah, that's right. Who were saying that slavery is wrong. Right. So, who could read First Timothy one ten and say... <laughs> We're, this is we're we're disobeying that right. text, right? Right. We, we're we've kidnapped. You know, this is man. This is man stealing. Right. So yeah, it's hard to hard to kind of go. <laughs> yeah, that's a difficult way to. I mean, it's difficult to defend that. Right. Um, and we would say it's actually indefensible. Yes. Right. That you it, you can't really. Um, and we would say, that, yeah, you don't necessarily have to cancel Edwards, right, no. or cancel some of these other th- theologians, or you know, never read their stuff, or burn all their books in a fire, or whatever, but. 
you don't have to defend um, their actions. Yeah, either. you don't have to justify or yeah, you, you know, just say the that actions. they were wrong. That was right. sin. You know, that was wrong for uh, them to own slaves. And uh, it doesn't really matter what the culture was doing. It doesn't really matter what was happening around them, right? Um, I mean, could yes. you? I mean, what, did that have an impact on them? Absolutely, one hundred percent. But First Timothy ten one ten was there, right? And if they were reading their Bibles, and we believe that they were, right, then they should have they should have seen that, and uh, and they and they didn't. So um, right. So yeah, I think that's I think those are all reasons why people, you know, try to kind of say, well, maybe it's not a sin. But what about what about people who claim that it is a sin, right? Yeah. What are some of the what are some of the kind of the points that are brought up from from that group? Generally, what happens is they they're looking at scripture as well and they're reading first timothy 1:10, and they they see the system of slavery in the united states and in other parts of the world and they realize that it violates first timothy 1:10. right and so but what 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 ends up happening then is they apply that model of slavery to every model of slavery, yeah. even what we read into the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so then it becomes slavery equals chattel slavery, right. meaning that it violates 1 Timothy 1.10 and it's all sin. Right. And I would say in, in, that, in that regard, we're not necessarily reading the scripture properly right because that's not what's being described mm-hmm. when it comes to the the form of um slavery bond servitude whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. in the old testament and new testament mm-hmm. that is obviously not what's being described because right. we believe as people who are built on the bible that the bible is inerrant and infallible yeah. it doesn't contradict itself <laughs> Right, and so yeah, you have to be careful there. Yeah, you got to be real careful there. That you're not going to basically take the Paul of First Timothy one ten, and pit him against the Paul of Ephesians six and Colossians three. Right? I no, mean, that, that doesn't that's doesn't work well for me. Right, and so you you can't you have to you have to be able to condemn what's happening there in one ten in First Timothy one ten because that's what Paul does. Uh, while also recognizing and trying to understand best we can, right? And there are some limits to it, but best we can trying to understand those household codes codes as well. So, um, yeah, I think I, I think another, you know, uh, there are there are others who maybe even want to take this a step further and say, you know, Paul's wrong, right? Paul's wrong in Ephesians six, <laughs> and yes. he's wrong in Colossians three, and and so then there kind of becomes this: well, we've got to defend. We've got to defend God and His reputation, so we've got to figure a way around those texts, or dismiss those texts, or pretend, you know. And then you open the door for well, all of Scripture is not actually God breathed, right? right? There are parts of it that are that we're not going to listen to, or parts of it that were wrong. They just flat yeah. out, you know. Um, and but yeah, as as those who would say, no, we want to be built on the Bible, we recognize, no, that's that's not right. Um, we we don't have we don't we don't get the um, we don't have the right to stand in judgment on, over the scriptures. No, right. And I think that's important, you know, yes. for us to realize. And so, um, we we have to do something with the household codes. We have to do something with yes. Them. Um, and the idea that oh well, you know, like just Paul messed up on that one is not is not an option for us if we're gonna if we're gonna hold to. 
right. that the Bible is trustworthy and true. And yes. So, yeah, um, we, we have to deal with the, the household codes, and we have to be able to deal with the Mosaic law. Yeah. I mean, because it's, it's... It was given by God. Right, given by mm-hmm. by God. And so to, to try to defend God or what we try to remove the rough edges, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, of God or the difficult the difficult scriptures to try to explain them away, um, that, that can be a pitfall. You're, you, you can't end up in a position to where you're no longer holding up all of scripture as inerrant. And Mm -hmm. once you start tinkering with scripture like that, it, it becomes a house of cards. Like other things are going to start collapsing on you when it comes to, Mm -hmm. um, your faith. Right. <laughs> right. Because yeah. what, what else do we have? Right. Yeah, that's we, right. We have the word of God. And so we we want to make sure that we're not trying to make God more more appealing mm. to a culture right. by removing portions of scripture mm-hmm. um, that may be hard for them to realize. And I think even we can go so far as to say where I'm almost violate God's sovereignty in doing so, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can say, well, God, God didn't want slavery; it just happened. Like, well, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Is God sovereign or not? Right? right. Not, not saying that it it's it wasn't a sin as far as chattel slavery is concerned, or right. But but you got to be careful in in um, trying to defend God or make God more appealing to the culture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What else, brother? Yeah, I, I I think you know just another one that you know is is I, mean, I think it's it's something that's influencing us even as Christians is you know slavery is one of those things that it's like we all agree that it's wrong. Yeah, you know, like it's just culturally across the board. Uh, it you know is slavery wrong? Yes. I mean, there are people who are going to see the title of this podcast and go yes and say what next? You know, like last is thirty minutes. Long. Yeah, like what in the world <laughs> are they talking about for thirty minutes? That's an easy one. Yes. And so I think. You know they're going to be influenced by that, you know, and 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 again, I think that's one of those that that kind of leads back to why they need to defend God. Yeah, because the idea that the Bible could be okay with forms of slavery is is like, whoa, yeah. nobody is going to listen to that. You know, like nobody, we just we can't say that. Right, we just cannot say that. Yes. Um. And 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 again, so then you so then you're like, okay, well, we just can't say that, and then it's like, well. Maybe we just need to cut this part out, or mm-hmm. maybe Paul got this wrong, and so you really do kind of start going down this slippery slope that that is is dangerous. And so, um, so yeah, I think I think you know, in all of that, and kind of asking these two questions of you know those who claim that it's not a sin and those who claim it is a sin, I think I think the challenge for us all as Christians is to really try to say, Lord, help us to think biblically about this. Right. Help us to understand the past. Help us to. You know the the scriptures that the Holy Spirit has inspired. You know, illuminate them, help us to understand those, uh, so that we can know what they mean. We can understand what they mean. Give us humility in that. I think it's probably important, right? Because right. uh, sometimes we can think we've got it all figured out, and and maybe we need a little bit more humility. I know that's true for me. And so, uh, give us humility to try to understand and apply those passages. Um, what, so that kind of leads to the next um, the next question I have for you, Kenny is. How do, how do we deal with this practically, right? How yeah. do we deal with this in our relationships? And I want to ask you a specific question yes. as a white man to my black Christian friend, right? Right. How would you, what are some practical suggestions that you would give to white people 
white Christians uh, in trying to have conversations about slavery with uh, their brothers and sisters in Christ who are um, minority. Yeah. So the the first piece of advice is don't try to defend American slavery at all. Amen. <laughs> it's it clearly violates First Timothy one ten. Like yeah, you just gotta not. People do that. made in mm. the image of God were kidnapped from their homeland and brought to the United States where they were slaves and then they had kids and their kids were slaves. I don't care if anybody was the most benevolent master in the history of the world. Right. <laughs> because they participated in a system that was in itself sinful right they were sinful right so there there's no way to try to defend the slavery that existed in the united states so don't even try to to do that no argument you can make is going to make that okay right but what i will also say is that you don't necessarily have to like agree to cancel uh, pastors or theologians or even mm-hmm. portions of history, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, of slavery, mm. like I, we know that as followers of Christ, we are still capable of doing some pretty horrible stuff, yeah. right? Some really horrible. We still have this battle going on within us between the flesh and the spirit that dwells mm-hmm. within us. Now it, it's we. It's unimaginable that uh that Christians can do those things, but we know it's possible, right? We right. we have a history of, of seeing that. Mm. Um, so for for us as believers who are very much capable of still doing horrible things, it's wrong for us to look down upon. Like yeah. we can clearly say that they were wrong. Yep. For participating in that system. But to say we're not going to read Edwards or read any Puritans or mm-hmm. or listen to their sermons or we can't glean anything from them even hey, now. Just for the record, I'm going to interrupt you there. You, you can't listen to Edwards. You can't listen to Edwards. They didn't have recording right? We we can't. Right. But, sorry. Sorry um, about that. No, you can't listen to Edwards. Yes. You can listen to somebody maybe read Edwards. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> right. There we go. I was, but you just, can't. I was confused. I'm trying to, I'm trying it, to recover so. myself I'm here. Sorry. Right? I'm sorry. Trying that was a bad myself. place. I was being but, silly. Sorry. But yeah, you don't have to do that. So you don't have to necessarily agree, agree to do that. But, you know, one thing I would say is that you know, you should be empathetic towards the the past, yes, and, and realize how that past still influences the the struggles that minorities, especially African Americans, when they talk about slavery in the United States, mm. how that past influences the present. Yeah, that's right. And so, not necessarily to the point where you want to in, embrace some sort of victim mentality. Right. But you do want to be able to empathize and, and realize that some of the things that we endure, it, the seeds were planted with yeah, slavery and yeah. you're bearing fruit for it now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's one of the, been one of the big lessons that I think the Lord's just been teaching me over the last few years is uh, just the, the empathy side of that, you know, just, yeah, just hurting where your brothers and sisters hurt. Right. Like, it's okay to do that, you know, and, uh, and, and, and always yelling, 
I never owned any slaves, and I, you know, I mean, like, yeah, that's like, not going to help. It's just not super helpful, you know, and and you know, feel the hurt, you know, help understand, right. you know, the the difficulties, the ongoing dip, not like, and even the, you know, the whole like, well, you were never a slave, and it's like, <laughs> right, it's like that is not helpful, you know, yeah. like, um, like love your brothers enough to to understand the difficulties, be empathetic, be able to see things from their perspective, right. versus just your majority perspective, and so. I think those things are, I think those are really, really helpful. Not always easy, but I think those are helpful. Um, any any words of advice you would give to maybe black brothers, black Christians? Yeah. Who, who are, you know, want to have conversations with this with their, maybe their white Christians, but that seems awkward too, so. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, you know, we, we're going to hammer this because we truly believe it, but we, we have to lead with grace with one another in these difficult conversations. Yeah. Like, we can't assume the worst when people are are whether they're you're having these conversations, whether yeah. you're reading an article or a book. Like we can't assume the worst about our, our brothers who are, and sisters who are trying to address that. Yeah, we we have to lead with grace. We I, that that is a clear command from the Bible. So yeah. we, we we need to uh, we. I understand is a sensitive subject. Yep. It's something that's hard for for us to talk about. Mm. But when when someone wants to broach that subject with us, it shouldn't immediate immediately be that we go on the defensive right. or even the offensive to right. to um you know trying to tamp down what they're talking about. Mm. I would also say one thing that is really important for us to do, and this is everyone, is that look at the word together. Man. Like like do do a study on on what these passages say and what was actually going on in Israel or in, mm-hmm. in the first century when Paul yep. was writing these things. Like actually study the Bible together and, and, and have a discussion about what these different things mean instead of allowing our emotions or our experiences mm-hmm. to override what the word of God is saying. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. That's good. All right, brother. Well, what's our uh, diversity and fellowship resource? We have decided we may not do one of these every week, but we do want to continue to kind of keep some before you when we find one that we think is helpful. And so we did have one that was helpful for today. So, Kenny, you want to give us that? Yes. uh, John Piper wrote an article um, in August um, yeah. about Jonathan Which kind of Edwards. led to some of this whole discussion. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How could Jonathan Edwards own slaves right. wrestling with the history of a hero? Yeah. And I, I just thought he, he handled the slavery, slavery question well. Mm-hmm. Um, I may not agree with everything that he said, but I, I think this is something that could help us as well. Not just think through the slavery issue, but how do we deal with people that we... Um, hold to high esteem when they mm. do something wrong. Yeah. Like, how do we how do we handle that well? That's so. good. Cool. All right. Well, that leads uh, to our crazy question. I'm not going to use a little noise no, at no all noise. in season two. That's sad. Yeah. we got to find something great. good. If you missed that in season one, you need to go back. That's we need to fa- get Ian to do something That was like us. my favorite part <laughs> of our episodes. <laughs> this is your recording of that thing you did so uh anyway uh but the crazy question for today so we're kind of talking about slavery given some maybe potentially unpopular opinions about that kenny what would be your unpopular opinion about maybe something else in american culture 
So baseball is considered America's pastime. For most of its history, it's been considered America's pastime. Yes. I even played baseball for several years. That's right. Yes. But watching baseball on TV is trash. Oh, my goodness. It is horrible. Mm, 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 it's the most mm. boring, one of the most boring things you can do. Wow. Watching it in person is great. Playing baseball yeah, is great. Right. But mm-hmm. watching baseball on TV is horrible. We apologize to our brother Tyrone. <laughs> Cardinals fan <laughs> loves it, watches every game. I don't know how that you is do an un- it. That is an unpopular yes take. So, yes. what about you, brother? What is your unpopular opinion? I think my unpopular opinion is uh, cell phones are trash. <laughs> Can I say it that way? Uh, yes. I, you know, I mean, I use my phone like I text and I call every now and then, and sometimes I look up something. But uh, I mean, I. I honestly don't like talking on the phone. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's it's so hard. If you've ever talked to me on the phone and I seem awkward and I don't want to be there, it's because I'm awkward and I don't want to be there, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I think I think that's mine. And even, and even like, you know, this ability to be able to like get in touch all the time right. and be able to talk and constantly be available and all that, like... I yeah yeah so I you know I'm I'm kind of like if we went back and I know I wouldn't this would probably not be true but I, there's a part of me that wants to say if we went back to before the cell phone you know we're like I, I might be okay with that oh man yeah unpopular opinion yeah, right popular. I think I think very unpopular are, now yes. right well hey guys thanks for tuning in for season one episode one uh, we are excited season two episode one. Uh, we're, we're excited about this season, and we will catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.